We've been reading 1 John together uh, as part of our uh, plan, our experience together during this season of Lent. Uh, Lent is just a season that, uh, you know, leads up to Easter. It's the 40 days of preparation, not including Sundays. Uh, so it's, it's a time of uh, remembering our mortality, thinking about who we are, uh, remembering how in some ways we are alienated from who we could be, how we miss the mark, and, uh, and yet yearning for and hoping for something more. And for us, that promise comes in Easter when new life is offered to us. So it's all part of that ongoing journey. And as part of that, we've been reading about love, uh, the first letter of John. Uh, now, he's writing to a community that's struggling. And they are struggling because of their divisions. They don't see the world the same way. Uh, John goes so far to say anybody who doesn't see things the way that the rest of the community does and the way that he's teaching are antichrists and ought to get out. Uh, don't listen to him anymore. Uh, that's what we spent uh, part of the week reading. Uh, I was checking in with my wife this morning about how the reading was going. She was like, man, this has been a heavy week, James. A little depressing. Uh, but uh, hey, today we hit chapter 3. And chapter 3 is uh, much more upbeat and positive because it's another word of encouragement for the community. And, and so I, I was thinking to myself as this word of encouragement what story might be appropriate? You know, uh, I've spent a fair portion of my life, even to today, living into what I think I'm supposed to be. There are lists of things that I am convinced make other people happy about who I am. Heck, there are things that I think make me happy about who I am. And so I do my very best to live into that personhood. I try to put forth that idea of self that is not real, but it, it, keeps the, it keeps the gears turning. It keeps things flowing. And part of being a Christian is actually, part of coming to know Christ is getting to know the real you. That's not a facade you have to put on for somebody else because, let's just be honest, God doesn't know that person. <laughs> God has no idea who that person is. God only knows the real you, the real you that's already stamped with the eternal mark of Christ. Uh, and so that's the one God relates to, and that's the one God hopes we'll learn to become. So if you're anything like me and you have lists of ways that you feel like you've always got to look competent, you know, I, I don't know how many commentaries I read every week before I come to talk to you about the Bible so I can be sure I know what I'm talking about, uh, when what I really need to know to know what I'm talking about is down deep inside that sense of connection I have with God as I hear these words read. Now, these words are meant to be words of encouragement for you and for the community to which it was written. So let's look together for a moment at 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Listen to that, listen to that line again. See what love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it didn't know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be 
has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this, when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. There were some key words in that phrase uh, in in John's writing that I found very helpful for me. This is a heavy Bible now, so I'm putting it down. I like holding it. It makes me feel like I know something, but my arm is in not good enough shape to hold it for the sermon. So I I think there's some key words for you to notice. First of all, I pick up right there in verse 1, children of God. You are called children of God, and you are children of God. That's important to note. You know, one of the things that we're constantly seeming to want to do in this life is earn our way into childhood. That we are somehow out there, and if we are just good enough, fast enough, smart enough, know enough Bible verses, believe me, I can quote all sorts of Bible verses. That has nothing to do with whether or not I'm a child of God. What has to do is it's already happened, it's already a gift. I've already received it. You've already received it. And you have already received that gift of childhood. And so it's no longer. You can just take a deep breath. Take a breath with me. (sighs) I don't have to earn that. It's not a morality game. Oh, man, I did a couple of sins today, so I'm not God's child anymore. Guess what? That's just a bunch of poop. (laughs) That's not true. You are already a child of God. And by already being a child of God, it gives you freedom to live out that childhood. Instead of focusing all your energy on recovering from a broken past or even a broken present, you can focus all your energy on just being the child of God you were meant to be. Recognizing, first of all, that God already loves you. There is nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing you can do to stop that from being the reality. God already loves you, and God will continue to love you, no matter what. You're going to drop the ball. Guess what? God's going to still love you. You're going to miss the mark, because actually the word sin means miss the mark. You're going to miss the mark. You're going to aim higher than you end up hitting. And God is still going to love you. You're going to be concerned, anxious, uh, and friends are you going to say, oh, what what kind of Christian are you that you're anxious or concerned about a pandemic in the world? What kind of person are you to be all twisted out of shape about this? Don't you trust God? I got a human body, and if coronavirus gets in there, I don't know what will happen. So, yes, I'm concerned. And you know what? God's big enough to handle your concern, your anxiety, your struggles. You're trying to figure out, do I go out? I'm I'm going stir crazy. Do I go outside the house? Do I stay inside the house? Can I walk in public as long as I stay at least six feet away and keep my physical distance? Can I not? What is the safe thing to do? Right now, it seems like there isn't one. And guess what? That's pretty much the world we live in. All sorts of things floating around all the time. But there is nothing you can do that will alienate you from being a child of God. You are a child of God. That's accomplished. You can wipe your brow, except don't touch your face. 
So wipe your brow in an imaginary way like I just did. Imagine wiping your brow. That's already covered. That's taken care of. So now how are you going to live that freedom? Doesn't that free you up? I don't have to keep earning this sonship, this daughtership, this childship. I don't have to keep earning that. What I can do is live it out. And what does that look like? Well, we don't know what it will look like in the future. That's yet to be revealed. That's the text says that too. But we're children now. Now. What does it look like to love your neighbor? You know, last week I talked to you about the fact that one of the first things on the list uh, of things that we are supposed to do is keep our social distance. I think that's a terrible wording. You need to keep your physical distance. And I mean a good physical distance. But please don't stop being social. And by that I mean call people that you care about. Call people you don't even know. If you have elderly neighbors, find out what their telephone number is and call them and check on them. Call. You can call people on the phone. That's not social distancing. That's physical distancing. Have you seen some of the pictures on Facebook? And if you're not on Facebook, you know, you could probably find them elsewhere as well, reported. People still going to visit people who are in the nursing home, sitting outside the window while the person inside the window looks out at them. And they talk on the phone. Immediately adjacent. So they are physically distanced and safe but they're keeping social connections. Do not let that word, social distancing, become the way you live your life. Let physical distancing be the way you live your life. But let social connecting be the way you live your life. And not in person. Not by touch, not by being present. That doesn't work right now. And probably not if we listen to the CDC for at least another 8 to 10 weeks and maybe longer. And yeah, that's overwhelming. We don't know what it's going to look like on the far side of this. That hasn't been revealed. We don't know what the church is going to look like on the far side, what some of our institutions, whether some of our businesses are going to look the same or different or not even be there anymore. All those things cause anxiety in our lives. We don't know. But we do know we're children of God. We do know we're loved of God. And we do know that gives us freedom to live within the spheres that are best for us. And that freedom is to love. So if you're on Facebook, make sure all of your Facebook posts are posts of love. <laughs> Don't be arguing about whose fault it is. Do you know who that helps? Nobody. We are so good. Our political parties are especially good at saying whose fault it is that our problem exists. Please don't point fingers. We've even started calling this the Chinese virus. It's just a virus. Stop labeling people who are of Asian descent who live in China. Stop all that. That's not love. It might make you feel better for about three seconds. And after that, you'll realize just how inappropriate that is. Because love is for all people, all shapes, all sizes, all nationalities, everywhere, all the time. They aren't less children of God than you are. This is not a time to be puffed up about our childhood of godness. It's a time to live in the freedom that that gives us. To love without bounds. Because that's what it means. That's what God does. 
loves without bounds. And if you want to live into your inheritance as a child, you love without bounds. You're careful with those around you. You love carefully. Because it's not just about you. And I'll say one more thing about this whole coronavirus thing, or perhaps I'll say more. But one of the things is, if you're young and healthy, you may think that this coronavirus precaution is not about you. Because if you get it, it might only be a light case and it doesn't matter. Well, what if you do get it and it's a light case? And while you have it and you don't know it, you encounter someone else who has some kind of impairment physically or who is older and you've passed it on to them. So you come out on the far side looking great. But as a child of God, you've failed your childhood. <laughs> you have not lived into the freedom that's given you to love. Think about someone beside you. That is the hard part of being a child of God. To be a child of God is to not just be about me. It's the freedom to be about the one God calls you to be. To live into the family name. You're in the family. What does it look like to be Jesus? To be like Jesus. Jesus stops. Jesus loves. Jesus cares. Jesus does what Jesus can to protect and to love and to heal those around. So this isn't a time to hoard things in your house. This is a time to be careful, cautious, concerned, but no, this isn't the end. That the freedom given you as a child of God allows you to live into love, to be hopeful, to share of your bounty. One of the things that we chose to do this morning, um, we still get food donations because our food pantry is still open on Monday nights, every Monday night for those in need on the west end of Alexandria. They can come and get food. One of the things we chose to do, because we can't share communion, because we still haven't figured out how to shoot that across the Internet, and even then, there would be a social distancing issue, so we probably wouldn't be able to do it anyway. But since we can't have communion on the table, we have some of the food from the food pantry, some of the donations that have come in just recently. Because the food pantry is still open, you still have hungry neighbors. That's one way you can be a child of God. Drop that food off. You know, make a donation. We're still open for online donations. You know, you can designate to help keep our ministries going, things like the food pantry. You can, you can just give to the general budget that keeps us connecting with you. We're looking for ways to stay connected with you. The downside of the stream, we admit it, is that it's one-sided. You hear from us, we don't get to hear as much from you. But on Tuesday night, Centering Prayer is now on Zoom, which means... You can pop in on Zoom, sit centering prayer with us, have a teaching, see one another because your faces appear on there. And if you don't have the ability to see one another, you can call in. There's a telephone number you can call in on and listen. The same thing is true. But you not only can listen, you also can speak. Our new worship space uh, on, on Tuesday night, Soul Space Worship, that's a Zoom call as well. So you can come in on that. No matter where you are, you can see other faces, hear a teaching, be encouraged. 
We're going to have a couple of other, I'm going to have a couple of moments on Facebook and on YouTube this week where I try to do some teachings about developing new rhythms in your life because your rhythm's been disrupted. What does that mean? Um, who knew that the Miami Sound Machine and Gloria Estefan was going to teach us something about, uh, about life? The rhythm is going to get you. So uh, that's a preview. That's a preview. Never knew that she was a prophet and the Miami Sound Machine. But this week, you'll find out about it. So what should you practice this week? I think you should practice living in the freedom given you as a child of God. To live it out. To be the people God imagined you could be. Because you, already, you don't have to earn your childhood. You already got that. But maybe you want to live up to the name. The name of child of God. What would that look like? Checking on your neighbors and keeping physical distance. Checking on people you know. Donating to the local food pantry. You know, uh, reaching out beyond yourself. In a time of crisis, in a time of pandemic, and that's what it is, you know, what we're really about comes out. I want to be remembered. I want us as a community of faith and for us to be remembered in the way that those in the book of Acts saw the people in the church. See how they loved. See how they loved. They'll know we're Christians by our list of biblical principles? Nope. By our love. That's what people will remember. How they felt. 